thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So as we mentioned at the start of the show, all our big fat juicies today, we are dedicating to truck drivers who are moving around the country. We heard, of course, of like food that is going down to various different places. But let's not forget that there is someone who is driving that truck and they are probably feeling fearful right now. And so we want to dedicate all the songs that we play to those people. We've got um, Jones who says, good morning, ma'am. Well, you don't have to even say that, but uh, Joan's saying, I'm a truck driver from Zambia. I love your show. You've made us so happy this morning. I'm in Messina and I'm going to Durban. So, Jones, we want to recognize you for where you're going. Then we have um, someone who says that they are a truck driver saying, last week they almost burned me near to Umtuba Tuba after the controller pleaded with me to drive, saying it was safe around past 6 p.m. I found the road on fire. I stopped to report the situation and some people came from the bush and started stoning the truck. I had no choice but to drive through the fire. I managed to escape without injury for the glory of God. I'm a truck driver and uh, he demonstrates with a picture uh, on the end to 10 kilometers before the St. Lucia Bridge to Richards Bay. Oberti also sent us a message saying, Morning, Michelle. I'm Oberti. I'm a truck driver. I'm now in Umtata waiting to load for Monday. Thank you for recognizing us, especially in this time. It feels as if it is a war against us. If I get a trip to KwaZulu-Natal, I will think twice because I'm afraid that I may not come back alive. Oberti, we wish you strength and uh, we want to say Good luck um, as you drive tomorrow. And that's what we are doing today. Our songs today are for those people who are doing something good for the country, who are taking food and goods and medical equipment around the country on trucks. And so if you'd like to SMS a song for them, you're welcome to do that. 41391. You're welcome to also WhatsApp on 0614104107. On the line, we have Dominic Gaubepe, who is a, a diversity and inclusion specialist at the Cohesion Collective, who wrote an interesting article, an opinion piece on the fact that uh, South Africa is burning. Are we shocked? Yes, but we are not necessarily surprised. And uh, on the line, we do have Dominic. Dominic, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for the time, Michelle. Dominic, I, I think that uh, what what is important in the article that you wrote are the issues of you talk about respect, you talk about accountability, you talk about needing to, to address our differences and commit ourselves to addressing our differences and engaging with one another. Talk to what you think those areas are that should be noted and addressed. Yeah. So essentially, the, the, the first one was around we need to have a respect of the rule of law. All right. Yeah. And the respect of the rule of law is really in recognition that a lawless society, in a lawless society, our property does not have any value. In a lawless society, our very lives do not have any value. So in spite of what it is that we're needing to achieve as a country, that which we need to have as a foundation is the law that will keep the very fabric of the society together so that we can build and actually get to constructive outcomes. Yeah. We need to take personal accountability because I've seen many narratives which say that poverty and inequality was the cause of the rioting and the looting 
that we saw within our society. I vehemently oppose that. It was not the cause. It was a major contributing factor. If if poverty and inequality are the cause of rioting and looting, then logic follows that poverty and inequality are the cause of criminality. Poor people and unemployed people are not criminals, necessarily. And then lastly, we need to really unite across our differences because we do come from a country that has been designed to separate us historically, and we're seeing that history coming into being within our current context. And if we're not going to unite across our differences, black, white, Indian, colored, uh, poor, middle class, working class, rich, the privileged and the oppressed, if we do not come together in order to say, how do we now build a society based on justice to produce justice, then we won't get this right. I was listening to the conversation earlier and you were asking, Michelle, is, is it time to have a second TRC? My opinion, uh, a second TRC will not help us. It will not help us because we've gotten to a lull of South Africans where we've recognized that talk is cheap. That which needs to happen now is we need to have an economic codessa in this country. We need to start thinking very clearly regarding what does land mean within this country? The resources of this country, what does it mean? The banking systems of this country that have been designed in order to lock out the poor, what does opening it up economically and finding solutions that actually serve our reality mean. Talk is cheap. Mm. If we keep on talking, and, 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 and many of the actions right now I admire, I'll be heading, heading to church even right now when we'll be contributing some foodstuffs, but all of, all of those things are short-term. If we do not deal with the causes, what we've seen is literally a tip of the iceberg yeah. compared to what is coming. Yeah. Now, um, if we say, uh, Dominic, you are part of something called the Cohesion Collective. Now, there's a lot of conversation around the concept of cohesion, social cohesion. It it is a terminology or a term that has kind of got, um, it it seems to lose cachet in terms of how it's been flicked around. So how do we look at cohesion again in a way that is perhaps more potent and powerful? Yeah. So we've defined social cohesion here in South Africa as the extent to which people cooperate with with each other within and across group boundaries without being forced to or having purely selfish reasons. Yeah. All right. In the time of crisis, we are now cooperating across our groups without being forced to because there's a crisis that we're trying to contain in order to be able to get our society back on track and move forward. But here's my thing and here's my cynicism. At the point at which things come down and we get back to our comfort, I've realized within my organization, Cohesion Collective, that unless there is a crisis, people do not respond. I've been speaking about these conversations for more than six years, and all of a sudden when Black Lives Matter happened, corporates were like, we need to have the conversation, we need to have a conversation. And likewise, with these riots, you will see a very similar response. We need to have the conversation, we need to have a conversation. My challenge to my fellow South Africans, my challenge to corporate leaders, my challenge to political leaders, is I want us to maintain this exact same sense of urgency. Yeah after this crisis that will then enable to to feel the change that's needed to actually have an equitable society that is built on justice i think we need to be quite clear that there is no after this crisis i think we are in crisis and uh whilst we may see um, some some silence or we may see things becoming a little calmer etc then um 
that doesn't mean the crisis is over. I think the crisis is completely there. And in fact, we may not see things become calmer. It may be, this may continue. And as you say, we are in crisis. There is no end and we need to resolve the crisis. Absolutely. And, and this is the moment where I'm saying that rather than looking at a second TRC, we need to hold our government very Account. accountable and urgently to say we need an economic protest that needs to happen within this country. Because if it does not happen, what we have seen is nothing compared to that which is coming. And this is not being alarmist. This is facing reality. Yeah. We have faced circumstances in this country with a youth unemployment over more than 60%, with a poverty rate of black women in this country more than 50%. We are facing and have faced for decades situations where other countries have gone into revolutions, but we have lived with as normal. And therefore, the urgency is there. It is now critical that we respond and respond constructively. So let's look at that and let's maybe force it through. And as Dominic Huebepe says, it's critical to hold our government to account. So when our president says this is an insurrection and we know of 11 people, we would like to see those arrests. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.